0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, hello, hello. It is The Unfiltered Experience with Christopher Roush and Scott Goyette. Can you hear me, Scott?
1: I can hear you. You're sounding good. Real good.
0: You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. You guys are with The Unfiltered Experience with Christopher Roush and Scott Goyette. I have a little technical difficulty here with my computer, so I'm on my laptop, so Yeah, pardon the disruption. But anyways, thank you guys for spending your Friday nights with us here on the unfiltered experience. It is our intention every single week to bring you unfiltered conversations with either ourselves or our guests designed to move your perspectives forward, expand your horizons and really get you to have an awesome kick ass life uh, on your terms. So we're excited to have you guys here with us tonight and we're looking forward to having a great conversation. And uh, how are you doing, Scott? It's been a minute since we talked. It's been a crazy week. It's already gone by so fast.
1: Yeah, that's the world now, isn't it? It's like you you talk and then seven minutes later, here we are again. It's like literally we get off the show. You're hanging out with your kid and your wife and we have dinner and we're like, what just happened? Here we are again. Like the world (laughs) is moving so quick. It's crazy. It
0: it goes by so fast. And
1: you were just at a birthday party, right? I did. You know, it's so this is another interesting story. Um, So my wife's cousin... Um, They were living out in the um, Sonoma area and they were getting wildfires and all kinds of stuff. So they decided to move to Austin. So they just got in this week and we decided to um, meet up with his wife is actually celebrating her birthday tomorrow. So we did a little quick surprise party for her. But I could tell you some crazy stories about them that it's amazing that when we look at all the craziness going on in the world, one thing we really got to realize is how deeply connected we still are and how small this world is because As nutty as this sounds, they went to Costa Rica a year ago and they were like, where do they want to move? Maybe Costa Rica, maybe Austin. They were looking at all these places. They stay at a certain place and hire a private chef. Guess who that private chef is? One of our good friends out of any place in the world. And they start talking about us like two months later that are a retreat and it's up in like Washington state and they meet somebody. Guess who it is? It's Emilio. Remember on our show, Emilio? Uh Yeah. Another friend. It's weird. They're like everywhere we go. Your name pops up, so it was fitting that we had to move to Austin. It was so crazy, and they're just wow. like you know meeting our friends in all different parts of the world. It's such a small planet, it really
0: is. It truly is. That's awesome. That is awesome. We have uh, Mary Kay in the house. What's up, Mary Kay? She says, "Woohoo! Happy Friday, gentlemen! Thank you, thank you for being here." We got Lee in the house. What's up, brother Lee? He
1: He's goes, and "In a we couple can... weeks,
0: right? Or next yeah. week or something." And we can hear you. Yeah. I I'd have to double check. My computer is like still fucking off or something like that. So good thing for laptops. Good thing for technology. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's been a good week. It's, uh, it's crazy. Barb went to Vegas. So I've got uh, Jackson for the weekend. So he's downstairs, hopefully not destroying things. He wanted to do stuff on his own. He's like, he's like, Daddy, I could paint the car by myself. We're doing a model car. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. Wait, 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 wait till I get back down there. So it might be um,
1: painted. Let's just be honest. It might be
0: painted. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hope not. I, I, I was like, please do just <laughs> listen to me. The kid has no listening skills. He's like, what? oh, you said something. Oh, here, I'm going to go do it anyway. Did you did you have that uh, with um, Kayla? i have that with you right now as my friend
1: <laughs> i am just teasing you, you time. yeah of course of course you get that they they but but again that's that's us too like we're the same kind of people i'm sure as a five-year-old kid
0: right now you and i would be
1: painting that car period
0: <laughs> i used to so paint like hot wheels all the time my mom would be like i just bought you that hot wheel and i painted different colors and shit like that but uh yeah yeah no i'm excited for our guest tonight I, i've known him particularly on on facebook for a while i know he's a fellow coach he's a mindset mastery coach and helps people deal with stress and overwhelm and uh he's got a, just a great heart and a great mind about impacting the world and moving the world forward so without any further ado please welcome to the unfiltered experiences mr dave gieselman dave what's going on brother how are you doing tonight well that's
2: good gentlemen i am great It's uh, been a beautiful day and uh and i'm excited to have this conversation i you and i uh christopher have been traveling around each other in some of the same circles for a a really long time and you know we've you know commented on each other's posts on each other's lives and and every time i see you live i try to show up and and dump some love on you uh you know but you know travis barton is a good friend of both of ours and uh and so it's been a it's been cool kind of getting to know you uh at at distance and it's 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 great to finally have this conversation
0: it is it's way long overdue and thank you for spending your friday night with us i know you got a lot of things going on it's nice to know you're here in southern california with me so that's cool uh we'll have to definitely hook up in person one of these days so um for the benefit of of everybody watching this uh tell us a little bit about your backstory i know that you've got some experience uh scott was just talking about chef and i was like oh there's no way that he knows you but uh talk to us a little bit about your experience and then we'll jump into the conversation tonight and move some people's perspectives
2: Sure. So, uh, there's. Uh, I'm a. I'm a retired chef. Uh, I spent. Uh, I spent better than twenty. Twenty five years uh, in high end hotels and restaurants here in Los Angeles. Uh, I got started very, very young, and uh, and got into because I started so young. I spent uh, a good part of my my youth uh, around adults. So, as a very young man, I was doing very adult things, uh, and ended up. Uh, a, a, a homeless, uh, alcoholic drug addict, uh, by, by 24. And, uh, and at 24, I got, I got sober, uh, and, and began and really kind of began a second life. Uh, in that life, I got to, I got to, uh, move back into my, my chef career. I got married. I have a, a beautiful 18 year old son. Uh, and, uh, Divorced with love, divorced with 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 kindness and compassion. Uh, I'm, I'm now remarried, and and when I retired from professional pitching in 2017, uh, I was a competitive Brazilian jiu-jitsu player, and so there's just a lot of like pieces of me that 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 I've fallen into over the years, and really gotten into coaching uh, mindset, how to manage. Uh, absolutely unmanageable, completely stressful,
0: zero tolerance
2: situations. And that's what I teach now.
0: Wow. Wow. Talk to us about talk to us about uh, that recovery process. I know you had mentioned that uh, on some of the stuff that you provided me with. Talk to us about that process and what it took for you to to recognize where you were at, uh, take ownership of that and then take action to to rehabilitate, rehabilitate, rehabilitate yourself.
2: Uh, you know what <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I wish this was, I wish this was a cooler story. Uh, the truth is, is I, like, I just, I, 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 discovered alcohol and I discovered, you know, uh, I discovered, you know, drugs and, and, and they, they took me out of me. They took, they gave me the ability to like, to, to feel comfortable in my own skin. And like so many, you know, like, like so many addicts and, and, and alcoholics, it just, it just tore me apart. Uh, my beginning to end was 10 years. And by the end of that 10 years, I was totally homeless. I was, I was a mess. Uh, my step into recovery, uh, was, was like as, as benign as, as, as anything else. Like my last day drinking was like, was not, there was nothing happened dramatically. Uh, like it was not my shittiest day. It was just a, another shitty day in a long string of shitty days. And what happened was, uh, I was completely homeless, completely drunk. And July 25th, 1999, I was walking down an alley uh, and I saw some guys smoking cigarettes and, and I'm like, and like a good bum, I asked them if I could, could bum a couple. And they said, yeah, sure. And they go, Hey man, you want to, you want to come in here and, and have a, a donut and a cup of coffee. We got, we got donuts and coffee in here if you want some. And I'm like, well, what do you got? What do you got going on in there? And, uh, and they say it's you know it's twelve step recovery, and I'm like, well, what's what, what is that? And these guys saw me coming a mile off, and they didn't lead with sobriety, they didn't lead with transforming your life. They go, you know, bro, don't even worry about that. We got we got free shit. You want to come in here, get out of the sun. It was the tail end of July, and in and it was in Pasadena, and it was hotter than heck. And like they go, we got coffee, we got donuts, we got AC. Nobody will mess with you. Come on and sit down. And so my. Introduction into a world of sobriety uh, was that people were kind to me. Uh, people were 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 nice, you know. And and I, I sat in that meeting room, and, and my and that first time, I, I realized that I I came to the realization that if if I raised my hands and my name's you know my name's Dave, I got a problem. That that uh, it was all coffee, cigarettes, and donuts that I could eat, right? And so now now I'm just a homeless guy with a hustle right? Like, like so whatever you guys are, that's, that's now what I am. And so I'm just going to do whatever it is you guys do. Now I'm just trying, like trying to figure out how to walk and talk like a duck real quick, right? Like whatever you guys do, I'm going to start doing. My biggest fear is they were going to realize that I wasn't an alcoholic, that wasn't a drug addict, and they were going to throw me out, right? And so I just like did all the things and I sat in a million meetings and they, they, they said I needed a sponsor thing. So I got a sponsor thing. And I, they said I needed a book. And so I got a book. And then I went through this, this you know process. And they said, OK, so now that you've been through this process, you've been sober a minute, uh, you need to take other people through that process. And what was interesting is, you know, you, it's time to, for you to become selfless. And it's time for you to give back what was so freely uh, and lovingly given to you. And in that, I found myself. in in the experience of of giving to others, of of helping others out of the hell that I was so familiar with, I absolutely found like like this being, right? And my entire life today, every single piece of it uh, revolves around uh, serving others uh, in one way or the other, uh, putting my hand out, uh, helping people achieve something that, that maybe they want or don't even know is, is is available to them and walking them through the fire of transformation and helping them experience that. And it's been now almost 24 years.
1: That's amazing. Bravo.
0: So, is, 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 he, is,
1: he, is he painting the car? You just had that. Know. He's painting the car. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I heard something. I'm like, whatever. Right. So, so Dave, um, you know, I, Chris and I are a big fan of, you know, anything that we engage in with processes and then flipping the script from that of what I learned, I want to go and and teach myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And and there's, there's a a beauty to that. Um, So I'll tell you something I, I heard a long time ago, and it sounds like it might sink nicely into this conversation. A friend of mine was saying, where do you want to find enlightenment? Do you want to go up on a hill and be alone and kind of find everything in yourself Cause that's an option and monks do that. And a lot of people go into solitude, Buddha, you know, Jesus. I mean, you kind of go walk alone for a bit and kind of take a depth, you know, look at yourself, but one of the hardest places to do it, at least we feel this way is to do it in the midst of the noise, the chaos, mm. and then share that while everything is going on. And I'm not saying it's easy to go sit in quiet in a monastery on a hill and find out who skunk really is in the inside. But I think there's a beauty to doing it and then being coming the light for the next person. Talk about that transition with us in that process where you went from here's Dave working on Dave, the inner work, and now becoming the light, whether it's sharing the process, being an example for others. I think that's a place where a lot of us can get stuck. We're doing the inner work and a big part of the inner work is the next step. So talk right. about that step You know, right now. Where was that breakthrough? How can we get people to get there, um, inspiring others to get to that space where they're sharing with others and the collective?
2: Mm, so, no, it's it, it's great. And, and it was, was is really important. And, you know, like like so many healers and you guys are both coaches. So you guys are healers. You guys know, and you guys know better than anybody that healers don't heal because we're being, be, out of some altruistic like sense of of anything where we have, we have something healers heal because it is in, it is in healing, helping others that we heal ourselves. Like, absolutely. I've never met a healer who, who didn't do it so that they could heal themselves. And, and, you know, when I was, when I was in my recovery process and, and it was time for me to start working with, with, with others, uh, one of the, uh, you know, one of the, my mentors told me, you know, like, like some people will, will, you know, ask what this entire process is about. What's this whole thing about? And some will say it's about love and tolerance. It's about, it's about, uh, uh, it's about service. It's about this. And he goes, and, and and another, another way to look at it is it's about humility and responsibility. And I, like humility and responsibility, humility and responsibility to me sounds like shovels hitting dirt, right? It sounds to me like this is where the work happens. I'm, I'm a chef. Like I'm, I'm, I'm as blue collar as they come. I am as hands-on as they come. Like uh, let's get down and dirty. I like work and anything that sounds like honest work. And so when I heard that, the the next step for me was a path of humility and responsibility that, that everything I owe, everything that I have now, I owe to to scores of men and women uh, who found this same solution. And because somebody helped them out of the hole, and, 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 and this is the analogy is, you know, somebody helped me out of the hole. And as I was, they were helping me to clamber out, what they said was, as soon as you get out of the hole, it is now your responsibility to turn around and reach back into the hole. Not after you get your feet, not after like you kind of square things away, not after you get the car, or the apartment and the girl, none of that. The moment you are out of the hole, it is your responsibility to turn around and reach back into the hole and start pulling people out. And, and I loved that. I I I can absolutely do what you guys did with me. I can treat and I can take them through this process. I, I didn't think of any of it. This is not the the the, the Dave program of sobriety. Um, you know, this was this was simple twelve step. and and I I could do that. And so, in doing so, and I've I've worked with with, with hundreds. And hundreds of alcoholics and addicts all over the world, men and women. And, and in that process, I began working with non-alcoholics and you know, non-addicts who suffered a lot of the same, uh, who suffered a lot of the same challenges. You know, the alcoholics and addicts don't have like the market cornered on on dumb decisions, don't have the market cornered on selfishness, self-centeredness, you know, fear-based behavior. Uh but we won a genetic lottery and some of us can't like, can't pull ourselves out of it in, in and of our own accord, right? If, if it was time for me to stop and I could and did, that would make me by definition not an alcoholic addict, period. I needed something outside of myself to, to get that. And because I needed something outside of myself to, to get that, I had to become something outside of somebody else to help them with that as well.
0: Ooh, ooh, that is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what part, Scott and I talk a lot about, you know, empathy and forgiveness and understanding and and as far as, you know, part of the healing process, no matter whether it's been addiction or self-sabotage or whatnot, what role has that played in your life and what advice could you give to others who might be struggling with that empathy and forgiveness aspect for themselves and also for others? Uh,
2: you know what, a lot of, uh, a lot of what I experienced, uh, and a lot of what 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 a lot of people experience when they when they when they fight with this, they find it in they find it difficult to extend empathy and forgiveness to themselves. And I am the most important thing in the world, or I am the biggest piece of shit in the world, are the same level of 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 grandiosity. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the same level, it's the same, right? Like I am, I am such garbage. I am unworthy. I am I am this. I am that. When when we talk to ourselves that way, it, it's still grandiosity. I'm still the number one best piece of crap that that you know. No nobody comes close. And I am I am singularly on this earth unworthy of empathy and forgiveness. And it's it's garbage. You know it, it's garbage. We we tell ourselves that. Uh, because it's the same pattern of self-sabotage, it's the same pattern of re-victimization that we watch people, uh trauma survivors go through, uh the that we watch, you know, children of abuse who are now adults kind of go through and 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 over and over. We watch people who have taken on the narratives that they were fed as children or that they were that they came up with in their minds, and just because I think it doesn't make it fact, right? And so being able to help people see that they are just as human, that they are just equally worthy and deserving of love and empathy and compassion
1: is huge. So Dave, I I think you're a thousand percent on point there. And one thing I see across society is the illusion that a uh, drug user or abuser or an alcoholic is somehow uh, a bad person or different than 99% of us. And one thing I'd love to talk to you about since we're on this topic specifically is I can tell you for a fact that I could very easily use um, alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever, as an escape method to get out of my own head to pacify my own traumas. Um, now, some people will say, well, Scott, you're really healthy and you, you, you're, you're, you're better than that because you'll put it into your work or be a great athlete or, or be a good friend or whatever. So here's the thing. All of those things are addictions. Back to your point, to fill my cup up so I can feel worthy, so I can help the next person out of the hole. So what can we do collectively to start healing ourselves internally? Because let's even poke a, a small hole in, in the idea of the 12-step program. It's still replacing one thing with another. You know, there still has to be some deep healing. I agree with it a thousand percent. I agree, heal yourself and help the other person, but I also think the work, and I, you might agree with this or not, the work has to continue inside for all of us so that at some point it's literally all external. We're full. Mm. And, and so one of the things I notice myself doing when I think I'm momentarily healed or in a better place is no, I'm just playing more basketball. No, I'm doing a little more work. No, I'm doing a little more shit around the house. It doesn't mean that if you took those things away from me, I suddenly wouldn't be doing lines of cocaine or getting drunk at a bar. What it means is I'm really, really good at refocusing.
0: Right. Right. That's a great point.
1: So I guess my big question is for people who are lifelong refocusers and looking down at somebody else because they've chosen another vehicle to manage their trauma. First and foremost, how do we maybe switch to one that's less abusive to self? And secondly, how do we do the inner work simultaneously so that we can be there to pick the next person up out of the hole?
2: Absolutely. So there's two, there's two pieces there. Uh, and, and one of it is, and, and, and this is, this is as old as mankind is the perception of what alcoholics and drug addicts are doing. What is, what is fueling their behavior? Um, and, and I can, I can absolutely guarantee you that an alcoholic or a drug addict in fully, fully in their illness, they're not making choices. They're, they are, they are, they're acting, they're behaving in a way that that they are, there are no, there are no alternatives. Uh, I know at the very end for me, the idea of a day without a drink uh, was more terrifying than another day drinking. Like the idea of, of facing myself, nobody's choosing homelessness, nobody. Nobody is choosing that way of life. Nobody's going. Yeah, I just don't want to work. I'd, I'd rather sit, you know, behind a dumpster and do drugs all day. No, nope, like nobody's making that decision. So understanding that that these people are not are they're, 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 they are at war with something that is is bigger than them, stronger than them, absolutely guaranteed to kill them, period, unless something intervenes and helps them out. And so, you know the 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 twelve uh, uh, another another really strong misconception about twelve step work is that it's it's substituting one thing for another. And and what what it does is it is a it is a it is a spiritual process. And regardless of what what you believe, and I'm not I'm not here to to, to get into anybody's you know conversation about about who God is or where God is or what God is or what book to find it. Like like none of the, none of that is a, is, is relevant. Uh, what the 12 step process does is says specifically uh, that I am not the greatest power in the universe. And I need to recognize that and developing a a relationship with something greater than myself is, is imperative. Uh, So developing a relationship with something greater than myself, recognizing the transgressions of my past, making, making appropriate amends for those things. uh, And then, and then helping others is 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 the is the, the the name of the game so as far as and i am i am as guilty as as you said and the the lifetime process is not like you know re- regardless of all the the, the means and the the character characterization on movies and TVs is, is not like some lifetime rotation through meetings or or, or you know calling myself an alcoholic all of my life uh that's that's not the purpose you know we we have complete recoveries uh i i am a recovered alcoholic um i do not suffer from my illness uh period but it doesn't mean that i didn't have it Right. I, you know, when, when, you know, when you, when you, you recover from an illness, it doesn't mean you didn't have it. And it doesn't mean that if you don't take care of yourself, it won't come roaring back. Right. right. And so in 12 step, our purpose is to take care of our spiritual selves, which is exactly why like my spiritual life uh, and the life that, that has developed for me in public has become, has been so profound. Um and so, yes, there's a ton of substitution. Right. Like and and, you know, I have seen myself, you know, go way off the deep end with spending with, you know, with, you know, you know, we watch people gambling and shopping and this and that and the other thing. And they play, you know, they, you call this whack-a-mole, right? Like, so you deal with this behavior, then these two behaviors pop up then you deal with this behavior and these two behaviors pop up. That's not. That's not exclusive to alcoholics and drug addicts. That's, that's the human no. experience.
1: <laughs> no, that's, that's, the, experience that's the human trauma response. That, right. that, that's, that's exactly my point is, is exactly that is, you know, by, by the time that my trauma has amplified itself so much, whether it's alcohol, drugs or, or whatever, at that point, it's, it's tunnel vision. It's kind of like when mm-hmm. you talk to somebody who's about to commit suicide where they're like, you know, everyone's telling them how much they're loved and whatever. And they can't hear it. And by the time you're the, you, the addict did something, your trauma has gotten to such a point that this is your chosen escape route. And I just need this because I cannot take anything outside anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, with that understood, I guess the thing I want people to start really thinking about, have you heard of a Gabor Mate? A- yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, Dr. Gabor is amazing. the 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 reason
1: i was asking is one of the things that i always find and he talks about um trauma being the basis for anything that turns into an addiction or or anything whether it's a workaholic and we call that person healthy because they made a lot of money and now there's some hero when they just chose a different addiction than someone else right just a different flavor different flavor and one of the things that um i find very interesting is a lot of us think because we like i could sit here right now and go well i don't have any trauma because nobody raped me or nobody beat me to death or nobody, whatever. I can say that everybody else is worse than mine. Well, here's the deal. If someone's saying you're not smart enough repeatedly traumatize me, it's as real as a physical attack. Mm-hmm. And that's where I see people get lost. Gabor talks about that. And I see a lot of people who are workaholics, they're perfectionists, and these things that are very unhealthy that don't allow us to, Chris and I always talk about, is extend the sense of self it doesn't allow me to pick the next person up because I'm so focused on all my own shit that I can't get out of my own way. And, and that's where I, re- I guess I really want to like take this conversation is has this process helped you to love yourself enough to extend the sense of self and then find that purpose and value. And it sounds like you're doing it. Oh, so, totally. So, so talk about that.
2: Yep. So those behaviors, the perfectionism, the workaholism, the, the, like, like all of these things, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they all come from trauma. Right. Oh, and, and if you if you, if you come from a, a particularly traumatic background, <clears throat> particularly, and I'm going to, I'm going to address, uh, you know, some, uh, some of the women right now, because, you know, this is, you know, this is, you know, pretty particularly relevant and, and you see it in women. And so uh, you know, women who come from a uh, physically, uh, physically abusive, sexually abusive, uh, background: uh, Who come from you know very very you know like like horrible abuse. What you see in many cases is uh, they begin to take on these behaviors uh, that uh, they their coping mechanisms, but the world the world rewards them right. So if if you are 6 years old and you live in a in a house where there's where there's horrific abuse it's emotionally unstable whatever and you learn how to really attune yourself to the temperature to the emotional temperature of absolutely everybody in the room because that yeah. keeps you safe right yep. then you begin to take that and you begin to as you grow you begin to do it in other places and the world rewards that if yep. you get rewarded for your perfect handwriting, if that's what you know, your, you know, your handwriting is so neat, well done, then you become that perfectionist and, and, you know, you throw away a hundred papers cause you, you got to the last word and you miss misshape that letter and you throw the whole thing out. You become meticulous with money because uh, understanding that that money, you know, me having money keeps me safe. Me having money means that 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 no one will be able to remove the roof over my head uh, without my consent. Nobody will be able to take away my car, my, my means of, this is about safety. And so for a, a certain amount of time, these, uh, these coping mechanisms, the world rewards them. You know, we say you're so neat, you're so organized, you're so meticulous to detail. You can read a room so well, uh, which is why so many, like, Women who come from abusive backgrounds do amazing in outside sales, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, They're
1: every pharmaceutical sales rep. You're, you're so on point. It's yep. amazing, right? Mm-hmm.
2: The problem is at some point they stop serving you, right? At some point, and in the the twelve step process, I got to take a real quick look at. I got I got forced to take a look at at my behaviors and the origins of them right i can see in very very clear ways you know certain certain uh moments in my life and a, a series of behaviors that immediately began following them you know you know, my you know just an example you know you know, my 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 parents got divorced uh when 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 i was you know 9 years old and 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 oddly at 9 years old a a pattern of like stealing shit of a pattern of 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 mm-hmm. shoplifting um, emerged uh, because i was like and and I got to be able to connect them, understand what I was what I was trying to do. You know, I was trying to surround myself with things. I was trying to to make sure that I I always had enough. And it's just an example and it's a it's a hypothetical one, but but we watch this all the time, right? And and people who are just trying to keep themselves safe, you know, the 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 workaholics, right? Are, are trying to make sure that, that there's money around them at all time, that, that they have equated money with safety. They've equated mm-hmm. uh, uh, people pleasing with safety, you know, right? So we have, we have behaviors that, that we now get into, but now it's no longer serving me, right? Now I've been promoted far enough that I don't need to have meticulous attention to detail. I'm now a senior manager. What I need to have is really amazing people skills right? What I, what I need to have now is really great delegation skills. Look, if, but if, if I need to control absolutely everything around me in order to feel safe, Mm -hmm. there is no way I can delegate. There is no way I can manage a team because I must do it all myself. Otherwise I'm not safe. And it's Mm -hmm. that, like, it's that inflection point, right? It's that inflection point when, when we get to watch somebody and 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 you guys are both coaches and you you meet people in these inflection points all the time like the behavior what got me here is is no longer getting me where i want to go and we look at those inflection points and go you have reached a point where your coping mechanisms that by the way you've masqueraded as skill sets for a long time <laughs> right are no longer are no longer serving you what would work better and it's not about good bad right or wrong it's not about it's it, it's not about judgment is does that behavior work for you and a lot of us have to come to points where we slam into a wall or, or or get fired from a job or or one thing or another and we come to this point and we go what am i doing you know
0: i i rock it's bottom
2: hmm? yeah
0: rock yeah. meets bottom mm-hmm
1: so David, so let's talk about the opportunity cost of holding on to the illusion of these skill sets, because there's nobody who's listening in the show or is going to listen to the future who doesn't need to do this, mm-hmm. the three of us included. There's something right now, like what would be a good way to go about this? Maybe creating a list of four or five of our top skill sets and then asking why they're a skill set. Where did they come from? Are they really truly serving us? Because I can tell you right now, I can say, Oh, my communication skills are important. My listening skills are important and all these things. But half of these things, to your point, these are a beautiful attachment to the mask I wear Mm -hmm. that were a defense mechanism of yesteryear. Now, you're right on point, and I'm aware of this, but sometimes we miss some. Some of these things may be in service in some parts of my life, but they're a massive detriment in another. Maybe perfectionism, if I'm a CPA, is fantastic. But is it great when I'm dealing with my 15-year-old daughter? (laughs) <laughs> do this, do this, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: so to these points, and that's another thing too. I mean, everybody listening right now, and we said the word perfectionism goes. Oh, I do that, but it's not a bad thing. I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody's saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what do you suggest to people to do to take that hyper analysis and start looking at some of these things and taking a closer look? Is this a skill set or a defense mechanism to hold me in place till I'm safe?
2: Right. The way you can do that is you can look at uh, at where you're leaking energy, right? Yeah. Where are you leaking energy? Uh, a very common uh, conversation I have with, with, with my clients is, I'm not sure why my success in business has not translated to success in other areas of my life, right, because they, they find me because they're like Googling stuff like, like, why do I always date the same asshole, right? Wait, <laughs> right and it's these mm-hmm. these patterns you know what i, I run run I run a seven figure business i run an eight figure business how come i can't find a a, a guide to date right and 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 so the the original the original problem doesn't look like doesn't look anything like what we're going to find and so i say Where are you leaking energy? If you are leaking energy, your example is perfect. If you are leaking energy in your family relations because you are taking something that works really, really well over here, applying it over here and you are leaking energy because it's not effective over here, it is a coping mechanism that you are trying to apply everywhere. Mm -hmm. Skill sets are skill sets everywhere, right? if you are a really great driver, like, I mean, just amazing, like, like baby driver level, like if you are a really great driver, then you, what you don't do is go like playing Ronin through the city everywhere you go. You know, when it is time to slow down, you know, when it is time to go the speed Mm. limit and you know When it is time to absolutely floor it and get out of the way of the maniac that's that's doing whatever behind you, because you're aware, because you see that that means that that skill set. David, can you can you
1: tell my wife that if you don't mind? (laughs) No, I'm serious. I I kind of want to go get her, and I want you to repeat that because I I I I always go. What was the show where he's like, I'm a very good driver. Um, What was that movie? Was that movie Baby Driver? No, it's the one with Dustin Hoffman, Rain, Rain Man. Remember, he goes, Oh, really? a yeah, good yeah, driver. I'm a good I driver. I joke my wife, I go, I'm a very good driver. And she goes, You almost, I go, Keyword, almost, never get an accent, almost. Mm. And I, I say that, I go, I drive slow when need be, and I get out of the way. We're crazy. I don't mean to interrupt, but you just describe my driving, and I get yelled at that all the time. Is that right. a coping mechanism or am I a good driver? I'm not sure
2: uh i sounds if, if you've never been in an accident and 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 you, you know you never kill anybody i don't know i think i think that that's probably that's probably a skill set yeah. you know if you're if you were anything like me and you were stealing cars at 13 then you're a pretty good driver you know and, and and you know you know exactly when to 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 not be a spectacle on the road right you know you know i live i live here in la and and, and i was just commenting to my wife you know every time you know four drops of of rain hit the road, you know, you see every knucklehead in a Mustang breaking the ass end loose, you know, on the now wet and oily pavement.
1: Oily pavement. We get the same thing in Texas. The second it rains, everyone's spinning out and hitting guardrails.
2: Right. And those are not amazing drivers because the amazing drivers uh, would have known that that. Yeah. know that there's oil all over the road know that they're going to get about 180 190 degrees around then their tires are going to grab and they're going to launch into the circle k you know
1: <laughs> and just grab a slurpee and then head right out it's right
2: perfect. right right so look where you're look where you're leaking energy look where it is costing you when those same old behaviors that you keep trying to apply because at some point you were rewarded from them look Ev- absolutely every single defective character that i have i have because at one moment in my life it worked right it worked. 100%. you know I, I i learned how to lie because at one moment it worked when i was very young you know i learned like i i, I tell this story to, to a lot of people and, and i i tell it to my, my clients a lot like i don't know anything about anger i have no context for anger i i, I can't even i can't even mess with it Uh, I learned very young that people back away from rage, right? And so like in, in like the fourth grade, I learned that when I was getting bullied, if I stood up and flipped over a table, like everybody took three steps back, everybody, right? And so I learned in that moment to go from zero to rage, Right mm-hmm. and and learned very quickly that, that that served me, you know. Until and and until in my my late teens and early twenties, when I'm out homeless, I'm out doing other things, I'm out being a, you know, you know, doing doing my dirt, and I go from zero to rage and just get the the, the tar kicked out of me, you know, get you know get get stabbed or or get whatever, uh, because I tried rage on the wrong on the wrong audience. <laughs>
0: You know, you pick. You be. I could be, 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 yeah, be careful about the the company you keep in those situations because that's what that's when the that's when the inflection point comes that where you get to turn around and go, oh wait, that's not going to work for me anymore. I just want to acknowledge our team here that we're here. Uh, the unfiltered experience, the unfiltered crew. Uh, we got Nelly in the house. We got Lucy in the house. We got Randy in the house. He says, hey friends, we got Monique in the house. Thank you, Monique. Uh, Monique says here, uh, I never look down on anyone. We have flaws. I would help the person uh food is also an addiction as well absolutely thank you so much and we got uh, lee in the house my brother lee he says yes being mindful of who and where we are in the relationship and our illness on a daily basis is crucial yes lee speaks from experience we got mike phillips in the house what's up mike good to see you brother uh he's been following me on uh, clubhouse as well and we're friends on facebook thank you brother for being here he says happy friday mary Kay, our fellow coach she says coping mechanisms masquerading as skill sets brilliant Absolutely. And Mike is also saying here, he goes, anything used in excess can be a bad thing, but it isn't always. That's true. Um, Mary Kay says here, oh my God, I say that professional success, not translating into my personal life uh, slash dating life. Yes. uh, We got Colleen in the house. What's up, Colleen? Good to see you, sister. She says, happy. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I want to shift gears here for a second because we've been talking about addictions and we've kind of got to the end result of what happens in in some situations, but we've been involved in obviously COVID for the last two years and a lot of people have been stressed and overwhelmed and have anxiety and have been going to those short-term gratifications to deal with things. What has been your experience with with your clients and and people you've been dealing with during this time to to get them to refocus out of that victim mindset and be more responsible and aware of of what they can do to break free from those, those habits and those patterns?
2: uh first off, recognizing where like where you're turning to where you're turning to to comfort uh, and, and what's triggering a turn to comfort. Uh, and so one of the one of the biggest conversations right now is recognizing that we, particularly Americans as a country, depending on, on where you start the clock, uh, are about seven years into a mass uh, sympathetic nervous state, right? We have been, as a country, we have been locked in fight or flight for about seven years,
0: right? What makes you say seven? Uh,
2: it, it it's about the time uh, that the Trump threw his name into that uh, threw his name into the hat, right? And and I I am not here to have a political conversation in in any way. Uh, but the minute he got into it, he he will go down in history as the guy who changed American discourse. Like he changed the way we talk about politics. He changed the way, and and whether you love him, whether you hate him, I have I have zero I have zero horse in that race, and I'm not I'm not bringing it into this into this conversation. But for about the last seven years, regardless of where you stand you have been watching what you believe is your way of life being dismantled in front of you right like from the from the trumpiest trump publican that ever trumped to the to the the the, the most sticks and twigs granola eaten uh, tree hugger there ever was you are watching your what you believe is your way of life being being dismantled. Whether you're pro-vax or anti-vax, you are watching what people are saying, and you are literally you're not understanding. You're not, and so all of these things, regardless of what you think is uh, of COVID, whether you think it's it's this huge global pandemic or whether you think it's a hoax, like like from wherever you stand, you are watching your beliefs being like ripped apart, and you and you're watching sort of a your world in chaos. Right, as, as we become more polarized. And we as a collective have been locked in fight or flight for about seven years as the result. And so what I do is when we're dealing with with overwhelm, when we're dealing with stress, when we're dealing, and so if you are, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you just can't bring the energy that you used to. Uh, you are not alone. You are not weird. You are not broken. You're exhausted. Give yourself a break. Like you're, you're exhausted. It's okay. I find, and I'm a huge extrovert. I'm a huge uh, energy bringer. Christopher, I know you are too. And, and I, for myself have found it more and more difficult as each month has gone by in the last four or five years to go back to that well and bring the same level of energy and the same level of intensity. Like, I'm tired. I'm (laughs) really, I'm tired. And so what, what we're focusing on right now is shifting out of fight or flight, shifting back into our Parasympathetic nervous system shifting back into rest and di- digest. The name of the game is first get calm, then get clear. If you are stuck in your sympathetic nervous system, if you're stuck in fight or flight, uh, then your little amygdala is running the show. Your little lizard brain is making 20,000 year old decisions in a modern world. You have no access to your frontal lobe, you have no access to higher cognitive function. And like and have you guys ever been so stressed out and you tried to think your way out of it and found that you just you just spiraled? We as a society have been doing that for now about seven years. Right? <laughs> so in dealing, With COVID, in dealing with a a social political situation, in dealing with, you know, the environmental situation, in dealing with all this, whatever it is that just just you watch on the news and you just, like the blood runs from your face. (laughs) If you can take a moment, realize you're in a sympathetic state. Realize that you feel that you are personally in danger in that moment, which is why you feel the way you feel. Take a moment. Deep breath. Rub your arms, rub your your chest, like understand I am safe. Like I am not in danger in this moment, I am safe. Take a few deep breaths, Uh, four, four, six, two breathing. Inhale for a count of four, hold for a count of four, exhale for a count of six, hold for a count of two. Repeat it about four times. Rub your hands together, rub your forearms. What you're doing is you are telling your body that it is safe because until you tell your body, until your body believes that it is safe, your mind is never going to get that message. The body sends 60 times more information to the brain than the brain sends to the body. You can never think your body into feeling safe, but your body can tell your brain that you are. And the minute you do that, now you get access to your frontal lobe. Now you get access to higher levels of cognition. And now you can go, what's the fear? What am I actually afraid of? What is happening in my my world in this moment that is the, that I am, I'm reacting to? I learned this years ago in professional kitchens when the stress level was so high and I had to take a second, stop, turn around, couple deep breaths, like my body's safe. Nobody's starving to death. I'm just fine. The place is just fine. Okay, turn around. What needs to happen first? And because I can't, you can't stop in that moment. You know, I was on the line at Spago, I was in at the peninsula of Beverly Hills. Like I was in these really amazing places and, and stopping and kind of getting your shit together wasn't an option. Like you gotta be able to do it right now. And so I spent 30 years of my life learning how to manage my nervous system and now I teach it. So you can get, if you can get calm, if you can take a moment and get calm and then begin asking the questions, what am I really worried about? What is the situation really? What is the problem that I'm facing? What is the what is the actual problem that I'm trying to solve? Then you can look at this instead of just 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 comfort. Just 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 I I just don't want to feel it. I just don't want to, I just don't want to feel it.
0: The I short-term just, stuff, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a sympathetic reaction. What you're doing is you're covering your eyes, whether you're eating, doing drugs, porn, sex, shopping, gambling. Whatever it is, that was my afternoon,
0: right?
1: <laughs> That's just yeah. a Thursday. Yeah,
2: what yeah. you're doing is going like this instead of going like this. What right. is really going on? Open your eyes, take a deep breath. What's really going on?
1: I what can tell you saying, what's what going on. on. Jackson right. is painting a car right now. Sorry, Jackson is oh, painting a car. <laughs> no, I,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm whatever it is, it is. But what you're saying, Dave, and I love that is one of the questions I love to ask. I'm, I'm a huge fan of questions. Is what am I making this to mean about me? That's mm. like, a, for me, that's a self, that's a self-centering question. If I find myself in an anxious situation, a fight or flight situation, an anger situation, what am I making this to mean about me? Because we talk about it all the time on the show is we're all mirrors for each other. So it's like, what is it, what is it internally that I need to get? And this is something we've been talking about in the show tonight is getting to the root core of something. So I love what you're saying in that respect. Scott. Um,
2: what does this mean has never in your life led to a super positive response? What does this mean? Never in your life has a super positive response come from, what does this mean? Like, the, what ultimate am I response, the ultimate
0: response can be positive if you address that question. Right, so that's what I look when, at.
2: We, when we ask it in fear, you know, you know, know, when we're trying to figure out, we're trying to mitigate circumstances, right? What does it mean? Well, if this happens and I'm gonna have to do this and then they're gonna do this, then I'm gonna have to do this and this is gonna be... What does this mean has never yielded a positive response until we get calm and then we can go, okay, what am I? What meaning am I making of this? Right. Is a different question.
0: Mm -hmm. Scott, did you have
1: something? No, no, no. I was just I'm I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. I'm so here's where my brain's at. I love the calm before clarity, and I'm all on board. I mean, you already knew what I'd be thinking because you know both of us. And so I'm loving that, and I'm simultaneously just visualizing all the things we're talking about and watching Jackson painting the car because my (laughs) ADHD mind is going there. Uh, no, we're, we,
0: well, we've already been talking for 50 minutes. One thing I want, I want to capture on what you said, Dave, and then I want I want people to know where they can get a hold of you is you said something about, you know, progressively month to month, you're not feeling you're able to go back to that. Well, of that, 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 that sense of energy. Um, Talk to us about that. Talk to us about how important it is to, to retain our sense of connection to self and also connection to, to the world outside of us. Cause I know in certain situations I'm seeing people breaking off into factions. Like I only want to talk to people who who do this and, and we're not connecting and really having true conversations. I've had a couple of situations this week where people have posted things online where I've sat there and normally I scroll past it. I've actually reached out to the people and guy, what was your intention for that? I'm like really seeking to content can connect with people on their level and on their their ground to really understand where it is that the coming from. How important is it for us to, 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 to connect in in our, in our world today, instead of retreat? Connection is absolutely the new currency.
2: It is absolutely the new currency connection. um, Connection enables, and, and it goes back to the very beginning of this conversation connection enables empathy, right? You know, when I can, when I can connect with other human beings, regardless of, of what I want, right? Regardless of, of, of outcomes that, that, that I want, when I can connect and I can listen to you and I can see you as a human and, and we can have like like completely opposing personal views, uh, political views, social views. I mean, you, you could have views that, that I, I view as as downright evil, right? And I can still go and I can connect with you listen to you and go like however you came upon those views you came upon them fairly right like like you didn't like y- y- we can only be the product of where we of where we came from and so when we connect look at all the networking that we do look at all the the you know social media is networking it's it's connection it is connection 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 and so when you know you We talk in in business, right? In, you know, we're trying, we're marketing. We talk about leveraging our, leveraging our email lists. You know, those are points of connection. And you and I, uh, and, 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 and you, Scott, we, we all know that those email lists are only as, as useful. As the, as the connections I have with each single one, if I have never met that person, if I've never spoken to that person, if that person has zero connection to me, I just happen to have their email, the chances of them responding in any sort of personal way, to, to regardless of whether they need exactly what I'm trying to you know, peddle or not, connection is the currency, because now when I know I need some help, I'm going to go back to the person who was kind to me. I'm going to go back to that person that I connected with. I'm going to go back to those people that, that I spent some time with the gap back to the guy who listened to me. You know, I had, a, I had a ton of reps, you know, when I was, when I was working in professional kitchens, everybody wanted a minute of my time and, 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 and a, a slice of, of, of my budget. Like everybody wanted something. Right, and the ones the ones who got it were the ones who knew what my schedule was, knew when I was at my desk and not standing in the kitchen. Uh, the ones who who knew uh, to to call me and make an appointment with me. The guys who asked me about my kid. Uh, the guys who I could talk jujitsu with. You know, regardless of whether they were interested in jujitsu, you know, they knew I was in and they, they they made it a point to make those connections when i make connections with people the thing i'm going to do is i'm going to tell me what's awesome tell me what's good tell me what you're struggling with right now and i'm going to and i'm going to make sure that i hear them i'm going to make sure that they feel heard how amazing is it when you feel heard how much more likely are you to go to the next step when you feel heard Connection is absolutely the 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 next currency. It is it is absolutely what is going to define your ability to be successful in you know in a in a world of, of cryptos and nfts and and, and and web threes and everything else, people still want connection and it's more important than ever.
0: Amen on that. Amen. awesome 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 uh, where can people get a hold of you I know uh, we've got your website uh where can people get a hold of you to, to be able to continue this conversation we've already been going for 55 minutes it's crazy
2: right No. Yeah, you can you can find me on 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 my website you can find me on uh probably easily most easily on on Facebook uh social media i'm on I'm on instagram although my 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 dog has a, a better instagram presence uh, than I do uh-huh. I have a I have a 90 pound pit bull. It's got an amazing Instagram page. Uh, but no, you know, m- most easily you find me through my website, email, like my phone number is on my website. Call me, you know, like shoot me a text, go to my, go to my Facebook. And that's the easiest way to find
1: me. And for those listening, it's
0: www.become-limitless.com.
2: Right. Become-limitless.com.
0: There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dave Gieselman, thank you so much for being here. Let I me mean, capture a couple of more comments before we, uh, before we let you go into the back area. Uh, let me see. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, Nellie from hooked on humanity uh, says here, all of this is applicable in many areas of life. Very good ideas here tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Nellie. Nelly. Uh, Colleen says here, I've had COVID twice each time lasting over something or other lasting. I guess is over. Um, sorry about that, Colleen. Hope you're doing better. Uh, Nellie says here, I don't know about that. Uh, no one dismounted my life and quest for a greater way of humanity and a better world. All Trump did was, yeah, well, we'll just get that one right now. Uh, yeah, we we're having that conversation. Uh, a colleague says back here over 30 days kicked my ass. Oh, wow. I'm glad you're, uh, hope you're better. I know that's, uh, some of that stuff's got long lasting effects. Uh, Nellie says your humanity will remain a constant state of fight or flight as long as those uh, <laughs> best choice <laughs> all right uh, i mean you can say the... it she wrote it she's she's one of our friends he'd so say it. <laughs> i know um lee this is not the here. conversation we're trying to have right now i totally agree right. with you i agree with uh, you uh, lee we are having to relearn and learn for the first time in some cases how to have conscious dialogue finding points of agreement and understanding differences rather than simply making each other wrong 100%. amen lee that's what, about. 100%. that's what we're talking about i tried to do that this week and uh It went sideways and I wish that person well. So that was a good thing. I tried. Uh, Victoria, uh, I uh, I, I can't have my glasses on, but thank you so much here. She says here from, uh, hello from Louisiana. Thank you for being here. Uh, Lee said here, yes, definitely connection is currency. Uh, Bravo. Uh, Yes, connection is key. Mary Kay chimes in here with the conversation. She goes, always bring your SHUs. Uh, Make sure you are seen, heard, understood and connect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, yes, absolutely. Mary Kay, thank you so much for that. Uh, and Nellie's saying, LOL. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to your comments. I'll, def- I'll definitely address no. them um, in a different way. She goes, it's okay. I know you're trying not to go there. Peace to all. Yes. Thank you. We have, we have an amazing crew. We call them the R unfiltered crew. Uh, so man, and they're Dave, being
1: unfiltered. So they're, they're doing being, what we uh, asked them
0: to do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, this has been an amazing conversation, brother. I hope people connect with you. I'm going to place you backstage here just for a second. Don't go anywhere. Uh Scott and I are going to finish out the show, but this has been awesome. Appreciate you and be well. Hang on one sec. There you go, Scott. Another hour passed by the unfiltered experience. What are your overall thoughts on the conversation tonight? And what can we send people away with in in your terms of what you gained from this conversation? We're going to invite
1: Dave back and we're going to have a show all about connection being the new currency because, you know, it's funny. Um, One of the things that COVID definitely gave us was the opportunity to realize that. And without COVID, without some kind of chaos, um, I don't think people are going to realize that because I'll tell you this back in 1993 i was managing a health club and everyone used to we had three managers on duty and everyone would run out and go to corporations and they'd always be trying to sign up stuff outside the club and it was all about more 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 and you know what i did i walked up to every single person in the club and said how are you doing are you okay today is everything good and guess what happened my numbers went through the roof everyone said how are you doing it i tried to tell them and they said you're lucky And I'm like, okay. And they drove around and went to corporations. I'm like, guys, just connect, just connect. And I felt like it was so far before my time because I got into high-tech sales. And I'm like, just be nice to people, just connect. And they're like, you got to call more. You got to get on the phone. You got to create a funnel. I'm like, just go be good to people. Just let them remember you. And I'd sell a lot, but people still argued with me. They're like, no, no, you've got to do more. You've got to have this. You've got to make more calls. I'm like, and so- Listening to Dave say that and knowing that people are starting to process that, I almost want to be like, going back in time be like, I told you so, but it doesn't matter. We're saying an error now. <laughs> and so I really want to bring Dave back on. I'm sure he will come on. And I want to have that connection, that, sh- that show about connection being the new currency. Because connection, I love the fact that everyone from LinkedIn sends me cold messages and I ignore them all to his point. Even if I need the product, I ignore it. Cause I'm like, I do not like the way you're doing it. And I will literally go find someone else, even though you might've been the perfect scenario for me. Mm-hmm. And so I love the fact that we're all starting to go to this person was good to me. I'm going to be good to them. We're going to have a connection and exchange and I love it. So I want to thank Dave for that. Um, Cause he really got me back into that present state of connection. And so I loved it.
0: 10 Absolutely, out 10, 10 out of 10 stars, Chris. Ten out of 10 stars. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Lee says people just want to know that you care about each other. You know, that's so true. I mean, the connection is the currency. One of the things that I pride myself on as you know, Scott, is, you know, after all these shows I go back and I address all the comments. I connect with people, I ask people how they're doing. I go through and I shuffle my messages and I check in, you know, brother check-in, sister check-in. How you guys doing? And, you know, a lot of people tell me, like, one of the things they love about me is the fact that I do care and I do, I walk my talk and I really, no matter what side of the fence you're on or whatever opinions you might have, I reach out and I, and I have those conversations. And that really is true. I mean, when you connect and you, the thing that he said I love as well is, is when we listen, when we truly listen to understand and we be able to paraphrase back to somebody what it is that they said, you know, having that mm-hmm. ability, they can trust you. They can sit there and they can respect you and say, listen, even if we don't agree, I feel confident and I can be honest and trans transparent transparent with you, which is a lot, which is a feeling a lot of people don't get to get. So when we connect and we do that, seek first to understand then to be understood. It's amazing. The other thing I loved what he said really is about taking ownership about where it is that we're at in our journey and having that, what I call the A threat, you know, being aware, having the acceptance responsibility of, of taking responsibility and not blaming other people and then taking action on that and doing that work. You know, the, oftentimes people say the work is hard and it's challenging. Oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. But at the end of the day, will it be worth it? Absolutely. It's going to be worth it because like you was saying before, you reach back into the well, you pull somebody up. That's what you and I have done with our lives. We have taken the hero's journey. We've talked about it, Joseph Campbell on YouTube. If you guys have never seen it, go look at it, please. It's an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. It's an amazing documentary about the hero's journey. But again, we take that and we repurpose our our trash we make it our treasure we're able to lift the vibration of the planet we're able to open ourselves up to so much more abundance so much more a connection i mean i look at you know social media in some respects like this week has been frustrating with me but i also look at it as how many people i have met through this process i've met you literally it was kind of social media but it was through our our podcasting uh network and all the other beautiful people that i met through social media it's been absolutely phenomenal so um i love the i love the conversation we'll definitely have dave back uh, Mar- uh, Mary Kay says a heart-centered approach to everything will not fail you yes 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 live with our heart um, so yes uh, and, and Robert says here you're doing it right Scott absolutely Thanks, um, so yeah yeah and uh, I can't remember who we have up next week but we will be back here guys every Friday night put it in your calendar 5 p.m. might p. be late. standard time uh, it might be Lee next week I, don't have I think Lee
1: might yet. be next week and then after that we had um, um... Michelle Michelle. Exactly. I think we we're talking about plant medicine. So we got some great people coming up. That's all we know. And it's worth being here.
0: Yes, it is. Oh it God. is, And always go Always go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com for anything you want to know about us. Join our Facebook page and our Facebook groups. Uh, we're going to be more active there in 2022 than ever. So we want you guys to be there. Continue the conversation over there. Ask us questions at any time. Reach out. If you know if there's a guest that could be on The Unfiltered Experience that you think that would add value, that would jive with both Scott and myself and even maybe not jive with us, uh, send us a message and let us know. We'll be able to happy to, to have a conversation with them and have them potentially on the show. That's what we're all about. We want you guys included in conversation every single week so we love you go out there and be the change that you bitch about go out there and take the the words of advice that we've shared between myself scott and dave and uh and connect with somebody connect with somebody you disagree with seek first to understand and we promise you your life will open up in positive ways and you'll have a different perspective about things and that's what it is that we do here on the unfiltered experience we love you guys i love you scott and go out there and have a brilliant weekend guys we'll see you here next week on the unfiltered experience Love you,
1: superstars stay peace